0: Who, who's, got, um, now that will start. who's got Instagram or, or something like that? Social media of some description. Who's seen my post about Kit Kats? Who reckon to know what that's about? That's all right. Not yet, you don't. Actually, I'm going to put this here because that will make more sense for my illustration. Oh, no, I'll go here. All right, so this year, what year is it? 2018. And what's our theme as One Heart Church? Fruitful. So, we, we believe that we, 2018 is a year to be fruitful, yes? Yes. And so, and the next year, 2019, is going to be a year of the supernatural. So, I'm really excited about that, but we're not in 2019 yet. We're in 2018. And so, to finish off youth, we're going to talk about fruitfulness and really believe that God can help us be fruitful. Look to the person beside you and say fruitful. All right. Fruitful. Now say Kit Kat. Kit Kat. Mm. Um. Hey Nikita, can you just come up here and just open this up for me? Thank you. No, 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 Nikita, just open up the Kit Kat for me. All right. What does a Kit Kat have to do with it? fruitfulness? Not much, but we'll explain things a bit in shortly. Um, Pete, is there a picture you can put up on the screen of my cousin Courtney? One youth, if you can kind of see Courtney. Courtney, one youth. Alright. That is my cousin Courtney, and she has a Kit Kat story with me. Alright, thank you very much. All right. I'm gonna need one piece for myself to eat. Mm. Alright, and you can share that with who you want. Mmm, Kit Kat, yum. Alright. That was a good Kit Kat. Alright. Obviously, I've got sisters, right? This is another side note. My mum, she posted me on this thing on Facebook today, like she tagged me, and it was like, if you grow up with sisters, like you're a better person or something like that. So I'm like, I must be like the best, super blessed person growing up with three sisters. Like, most people with us are like awesome, but it's like I'm triple awesome. But a like the point. So I've got three sisters. My oldest sister, now I'm the oldest, but my oldest sister, though, I'm older, but my oldest sister, Mariah, got married last year to Sean. Woo! Yes! Now, <laughs> so Mariah got married. Kind of. And so then, They got married at a winery. Who knows what a winery is? What makes a winery? It has vines and all, et cetera. Yes. And so I had a very, very important job. My job, so who knows what a van is? This is a van, right? That's it's not. It's more like a bus. But this is meant to be a van, okay? So my job, now Courtney was a bridesmaid. Leanna was a bridesmaid. And Carmel was a bridesmaid. There's a few others. And I was a driver, So I had the duty of getting the bridesmaids to the winery. Easy. It was awesome. So just to paint the picture here. So Courtney and that was in the car, whatever else. So so then um, I drove the – I got this van to the wedding, fine. Then someone else took them in the van and they all got their photos like, ah, or whatever, like, oh, you mean like – was like duck lips and all that, doing all their, all their photos. And then the van came, but they parked it in a dodgy spot, right? And then everyone has left, everyone's left the wedding. And so me and Courtney were left with the pack-up duty. And so rather than stacking bridesmaids in the van, we were stacking stuff in the van. So it was like all this random stuff they had to take to my house. We filled up the van, and then me and Courtney, I had to drive with Courtney encouraging me back to, the, uh, to my house, right? So this is where the story comes in. So we had to give the background up. So, first of all, who knows what a parking kit cat is? Who knows what a parking kit cat? Pete, put up a picture here. I think the technical term is a part of a, like a, a wheel stopper, but I call them parking kit cats. Can you see the resemblance? Parking kit cat, right? So now this van, right? Hopefully this illustration works. Right, so there's a Kit Kat, parking Kit Kat. Oh well, it's not gonna work effectively. Maybe if I go a little less angle. But the angle was steeper, and so there was a parking kit cat, right? And so the van was parked like this here. Like that, right? It's too heavy for my my, my parking kit cat, but the van was parked like such on this mad angle. And so then now it goes to me. We're going outside, inside the car. So there's me. Now who who's got their L's or has driven at all ever? And who, like, who knows the difference? That like automatics are pretty easy. Like you can't stuff up on automatic. Amen. And if you do, you're blessed. But then manuals are a little bit more complicated. Now, generally, I will drive a uh, um, automatic, but I can drive manuals. I won't brag and say I'm the best manual driver, but I can drive a manual without like stalling it. And so we had to do a hill start. And so with a hill start, yes, like normally you have those clutches that you go up and down. But I'm pretty sure this van had one of those dumb twist to pull ones. Yeah, like they had one of those dumb handbrakes, you'd go... Kr, kr, kr. So it's like five processes, normally it's just like, boom, boom, but this one's like, no. Kr, kr, kr. And so, what you do is, for the hill start, you obviously, you start accelerating like... Ruh, ruh, ruh. And then you, you put your foot off the clutch, and then you drive off, right? That's what you normally do, so you're... Like, and then, but just before, because like you feel like this sort of transition where it goes from wanting to roll to go forwards, and just as you get to that position, you undo the handbrake... Here's the funny part. So I'm about to take off when, so I let the handbrake go. Then the world went like, you know, when like those adrenaline moments happen and everything goes like real slow motion. So then the, rather than the van, can I borrow you, Chloe? Just hold my, um, my, my parker there. Now, yes, it was. It was very steep. Now, the other thing as well, the van, the van wasn't parked so it both wheels would get caught. It was parked like this. So, like, only one wheel is going to get stopper on the, on the wheel stopper, right? So, it starts going backwards, right? Now, I know what you're thinking. Liana, because I was t- telling this story to Liana, and she goes, why don't you press the brake? Back to the story. This van, it's not for most cars you drive, you're sort of like this. The van, you're sitting in it like this, right? And so, I, it wasn't easy for me to find where the brake was. <laughs> and so, I, instant thought was, I'm reversing. I'm going to put the brake on. And so I'm like this, everyone's kung fu fighting. And like I couldn't, I was kicking everywhere trying to find this dumb brake. Couldn't find it. And I'm like, well, the wheel stop will stop me. Next minute, back wheel just goes straight over it. The van just like plummeting backwards because you just feel like this boom. I'm like, there goes a the Kit Kat. And then brr, take out vines. And like you know how vines have all the wires in it? The wires stop the the van from going any further backwards and I like, took out three vines and I'm like "Uh," and then me and Courtney just looked at each other and I'm like that is so bad long story short we had to get other cars to like pull us out and all this stuff because we got bogged kind of and all this it was just like so awkward thank you very much Chloe so now this story's random that I took out vines come through fighting because I couldn't find my brake and all that and these vines just got chopped down right now that Weird story reminds me of something in the Bible. And so if you go into your Bibles to the book of John, if you go in the middle, go to your right, and you'll find the book of John. We're going to look at chapters 15. So that random story of the parking Kit cat and the van and me chopping down um, vines, there's a very similar story in the Bible, and I'm going to read that, and we believe that God can speak to us. So John 15, if you go to say I, John 15, and we're going to read verses 1 to 8. All right, we ready? John 15 verses 1 to 8. So this is Jesus speaking. She so says, um, Jesus, the true vine. I am the true va- great vine, and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch of mine that doesn't produce fruit, and he prunes the branches that do bear fruit so they will produce even more. You have already been pruned and purified by my message I have given you. Remain in me, and I will remain in you. For a branch cannot produce fruit if it's severed from the vine, and you cannot be fruitful unless you remain in me. Yes, I am the vine, you are the branches. Those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit. Everyone say, much fruit. Much fruit. For apart from me, you, can't do, you can do nothing. Anyone who does not remain in me is thrown away like a useless branch and withers. Such branches are gathered into a pile and be burned. Poke the person beside you say, you are not useless. You are not useless. But if you remain in me and my words remain in you, you may ask for anything you want and it will be granted. Did you see that? You can ask for anything you want and it will be granted. Poke the person beside you say, get your prayer on. You can pray prayers and see them answered. You've got to believe that. Prayers can be answered. And then when you produce much fruit, everyone say much fruit, you are my true disciples. This brings great glory to my Father. So when you're being fruitful, you're being a disciple. So if you ever ask you, what's being a disciple? It's being fruitful. And what's the purpose of being fruitful? Bringing glory to God. So it's not about how good you preach. It's not about how good you song lead. Now, yes, those things are important. But the or importance of being a disciple is being fruitful so people glorify God. So that's the purpose. That's the point, right? We're going to read verses 2 again, and then I'm going to pray. He cuts off every branch of mine that doesn't produce fruit. And he prunes the branches that do bear fruit so they will produce even more. Let's bow our heads and we're going to pray. Holy Spirit, we don't just want to hear words. We want to hear the power of God touch our lives. As he says, if your words remain in us, we will be fruitful. And so we don't just want to hear, hear English, God. We want to hear the supernatural power of God words in our life that we can bear much fruit, that we can bring you glory. And everyone said amen. Amen. So Jesus is the vine, Yes. And we are the branches. Yes. So, just like me losing control of the van and going over the parking kit cat and wiping out the vines, all the vines got chopped right. In this situation here we see whether it's a good like a good branch or a bad branch, the chopper's coming. We saw that. But just like I didn't have any like I didn't have any um, hesitation with knocking out those vines, the van was coming. There's a chopper coming for you and for your branch whether you like it or not, right? That's what the, the, the understanding is. Something's coming to chop the vine. Okay, so even if you're taking notes, this is what the title is. Go or grow. Can anyone say that? Go, go or grow. So are you chopped to go or are you chopped to grow? Are you, um, yeah, so the chopper's is coming. Are we going to go or are we going to grow? Now, often this concept seems foreign or confusing. I'll elaborate. If a branch is not being fruitful, Chopping that off makes sense, right? That makes common sense. If something's not producing fruit, we'll get rid of it. That makes perfect sense. The confusing bit is that if a branch is producing fruit, why cut it back? Why do we chop it? That's the, that's where we think, well, that doesn't make sense. If it's, if something's good, why get rid of what is good, right? And that's why we need... And then in Romans 12, chapter 2, it talks about... I think it's going to be on the screen. Renew the way you think. It says we've got to be transformed and renew the way we think. And we got to as believers, as, as Christians, we need to renew the way we think, and, and, and the way we see God determines how we see life. That's an important thing, because the way we see God, the way we think about God is, is very crucial to how we think about life in general, and that will help us with understanding this. And so how do you see God? How do you view God? Think about that. How do you see God? How do you view God? Because that will help you in how you view your life. And so um, God doesn't want good for you God wants the best for you. You've got to understand that. God doesn't, isn't happy with you just having good. He wants you having so good, if you were to quote KFC. He doesn't just want average. He wants above average. You know what I mean? He doesn't want you to have, like, go to KFC, upsize or regular. God doesn't want you regular. He wants you upsized for the same price. You know what I mean? God isn't, God's not a God of, yeah, oh, well, oh, How this is good. No, no. Like, you know how you can have good ice cream, but then you have, like, the best ice cream? God doesn't want the good stuff. He wants the best and for our lives. Everyone agree with that? So that's how, what our God is. Um, but sadly, and so you know what, the chopping may hurt, the pruning may cause pain, but it causes us to bear much fruit. That's the point of it. And so sadly, we can limit God by saying things like, look God, I'm content, I'm happy with average. But our God is not a God of average. Tell the person next to you, our God is not a God of average. Our God is not a common God. Ephesians 3.20 says, like, that'll be on the screen, Ephesians 3.20. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably, and sometimes the Bible will say super abundantly, all those crazy words, more than all we ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us. And so we see there that God um, is above our imagination. Anything that you can think of, God is better. He's better than the standard levels that we can be happy with. And so God doesn't want us to settle. He is committed to us leveling up. One youth would know Jeremiah 7.24. If we listen to God, he takes us forwards, not backwards, right? We've seen that with Jeremiah um, 7.24. And who, who's heard of someone called Brian Houston, very fruitful man in the kingdom of God. And he often has quotes reflecting this that says this, um, there is more. Brian Houston wrote a book about there is more because God has more for our life. He's not just said that good. There is more and better for our life. Another quote from brian houston the best is yet to come and so god says you know what yes things might be good awesome we celebrate that but with god there's always better what what is good now god has so much better for your life and you've got to understand that and so just like the van was heading to those the vines way the chopper is coming your way and so do you go or do you grow are you cut back or you cut off because when we cut off, we go, but when we cut back, we grow. And so that's a question for us. A chopper's coming, that van's coming, that tick, that kick cat did not stop it, but is it up for you to be cut off and go, or to be cut back and grow? That's what we want to talk about today. And so what does chopping look like? And so we're going to do a quick character review if you've grown up in church, hopefully you know it. Who knows there's a lot of Josephs in the Bible? So who knows, there's that song from Hillsong you may have heard, and it goes like, They laid him down in Joseph's tomb. You know that song? That's not talking about his dad, Joseph. That's just a random bloke, Joseph, that they buried Jerry. Jesus was borrowed Joseph's tomb for a few days. It was just some random, right? So that was that Joseph. Then there was another Joseph, Jesus' dad. Well, it wasn't really his dad because the Holy Spirit was Jesus' dad. But the guy that kind of fosters Jesus, who's married to Mary, Jesus' mom, that's another Joseph. But then there's another other Joseph, there's so many Josephs, in the book of Genesis, right? And so who's seen that old school TV show, kind of like the the Moses one, but it was called Joseph, King of Dreams? Yep. So we're talking about that Joseph. And if you want to find him in the Bible, because he's actually a Bible character, you go to the book of Genesis and he's in there. But he has many chopped moments in his life, which he could have easily let him go and be cut off. But he goes, you know what, no, this is a moment for me to grow and be fruitful, right? So we'll, we'll overlook that. So um, he is chopped. So first example is his brothers. So he, he's, his brothers are heaps jealous of him because who know who has hand-me-downs. He's got sisters and brothers, and they have hand-me-downs. So an example would be is all these brothers are getting hand-me-downs, and he's getting the brand new clothes. Like his parents are like, "Hey Joseph, let's go get you the brand newest clothes." And the brothers are like, "What? I'm sharing." Um, Bill, G- J- Jerry, and whatever the names of judas and all the rest of them—I'm sharing their clothes, and you're getting Joseph the brand new, latest edition, whatever cool clothes you want, clothes you want. He's getting it all, and you're having to share it. So they thought that's it. Let's get rid of him. They chuck him in a big pit, like they call it, some translation translations say it's a cistern. So There's basically like a big water tank cut into the ground. They chuck him in there, then they sell him to be a slave. And so I don't know if I was Joseph, I'd be like, "Get wrecked! This is stupid, God." Why have you wrecked my life? But God says, you know what, no, Joseph, you got I got a better plan for you. This isn't a cut cut off. This is a um a cut back so you can grow and be fruitful. So then Joseph ends up at a guy called Potiphar's house, right? And so we know that, so he's a slave. But then he produces fruit. That's what the Bible talks about. Says he says he blesses the house that he was in. The the at guy Potiphar's business and house was so blessed, he put Joseph in front of all like in charge of all of it, and he was just dominating the, the game until next minute he got handsome, and then the wife was like, whoo, whoo, whatever, who did you know that with? And his wife was like, I want Joseph. And there was other jokes I was going to say that, but we'll keep it G-rated. And then he gets accused of like wanting to do inappropriate things with the wife and gets put in prison. And again, if I was Joseph, I'd be like, God, this doesn't make sense. My life was fruitful. I was doing good things. And you've just cut me back again. Then you see him and he's in prison. And then he's he get, He goes from just being a prisoner to running the prison. I know, like, you don't see that ever. Like, prisoners going to running a prison, but he's running the prison. Then also, some guys were having nightmares and dreams and stuff. And he goes, "I can, with my god, I can tell you what those dreams mean." So he tells them. When one person gets killed because of the dream, it's like pretty sad. Then the other guy gets restored and works the the king Pharaoh. Then the, the the story continues, and then he tells the guy that goes back to Pharaoh, "When you get out of jail." remember me, and the guy's like, yeah, bro, you have like, how good's this, I'll remember you, Next minute, doesn't remember him, and it's like, years go past, and then Pharaoh has a dream, he's like, this doesn't make sense, and then it's like, you know, how those like, oh, like, you know, who has those moments where you go to your room, and you go, oh, I needed something, oh, well, then you go back to where you were, and you're like, that's right, I sometimes do that five times, and I'm like, why did I come in here again, I, so, this guy that goes back to Pharaoh, the cupbearer, goes, "Oh, that's right. Joseph interpreted my dream, and everything he said came true." So Pharaoh then gets Joseph, and Joseph gets becomes the boss of the whole Egypt, and like saves everyone basically. And so then in Genesis fifty twenty, it says this. So um, Joseph's now speaking to his brothers because they think Joseph's going to kill him because he remembered what they did to him, and he goes, you intended to harm me, but God intended it all for good. He brought me to this position so I could save the lives of many people. Now, that's the language of a grower, not a goer. So what's your language? What's your speech? Do you have the language of a grower or the language of a goer? Do you have the language of someone that's been cut back to grow or someone that's been cut off to go? What's your language? And so God wanted Joseph to run Egypt, but he wasn't going to chuck him in the deep end. just go, you know what, Joseph? Boom, there you go, rule. No, he, go, he, he cut Joseph back to being a play. So when he was at Potiphar's house, that was training ground. How did a, a slave just go from being a slave to running a whole company and household? Well, God's going, you know what? You can do it there. Now it's just a little bit of a larger scale. So God cut him back. Now, you know what? Joseph would have been far happier with his dad. Who wouldn't be? Who, who like, And his family and his friends and what he's used to. And he was fruitful there. But God says, you know what? No, I've got a bigger plan for you to run Egypt. And it's going to require a, a, a chopping so you can be even more fruitful. Then he gets a chopping again, goes to prison, and it propels him to be a fruitful place. So with that being said, like, it, just imagine if Joseph said, I'm happy where I'm at. Don't chop me. How selfish it is to be not being chopped, right? And so the devil will lie and make us go right. That's the thing we've got to understand is that the devil will lie to us and go, you know what, your life was better before you were in prison. Your life was better before you were a slave. Your life, you had so many more friends before this situation. He can sow all these lies into us, but then we're going to make decisions. You know what, no devil, that's not the truth because God wants me to be prime minister. And we may not see those things, but we've got to understand that God has a better plan for us because God's a bigger God than we are. And that it may have, there may be real pain and, and real sores now, but we know that there's going to be more fruitfulness in the future. And so, if you're taking notes, this is one of the most important verses you've got to get your, get a hold of. And so, um, yeah, the devil will make will lie to us, but and if we and we can't afford to listen, but we're going to have faith in God and say, no, it's time to grow. So, taking notes, this is one I want you to remember: Romans eight twenty eight. We know that God causes everything. Can you say everything? everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called to his purpose for them. That's what happened to Joseph. Now there was pain and there was hurt, but God caused it all to work for the best for Joseph so we can have a fruitful life and he can do the same for you. Right? And so my life has had chopping moments. I'm just going to share for few, then we're done. And you know what? The devil wanted me to blame God and go, but Jesus wanted me to grow. So I had chopping moments, which the devil was trying to use to go, you know what, Josh? Forget about God. Hate God. But God said, you know what? No, Josh, I'm actually doing this for your benefit. And now, at the time, I hated life, but now I'm going, God, I'm so grateful for you chopping me because I'm, I'm doing things that I would have never been able to do had you not chopped me, right? So move one, chop one, was I had to move church. So before I was in Port Lincoln, I was at a church. I was comfortable. I was happy. But God said, chop, you're moving church. And I was like, ooh, ah, Ouch! Ouch, Charlie! No, I wasn't really like Charlie. But I was like, I, I was moved church, and it, just like Charlie got his finger bitten by his brother. No, no, Charlie, the other one. But, you know, Charlie bit his brother's finger. I was like the brother. And you know what? There was pain, and I didn't appreciate it. But God was saying, you know what? Um, and, you know, what? The, the enemy would lie to me and say, you know what, um, Josh... Oh, no, wrong one. So Jesus was wanting me to be fruitful in twisting sausages at Edge Church... After services in the youth group, I used to love it. I was like, yeah, we'd have like most weeks after church, we'd have sausages, and I was like, Ch-ch-ch-ch. but God's going, you know what, Josh, I'm going to get you serving and get you. And had I not moved, I wouldn't be doing the sausage twisting because God's going, you know what, Josh, I want you to be more fruitful. So I'm going to cut you back from what you know and what you're familiar with. And you know what, I'm so glad I was at Edge Church because that was one of the most best, healthiest churches in the state. And I was able to see what a healthy church looks like. Not that my church was bad, but God was saying, you know what, there's nothing better. And yes, there was pain, but I'm so far more grateful for that chopping. The second chopping, a second chopping, because there's been a lot of choppings in my life, but a major one is when I moved town. And so, now that was really hurt me, Charlie. That was like a really, uh, and so the enemy was lying to me and was speaking things in my heart that said, you know what, Jesus hates you. He's wrecked your life. Be depressed, be angry. You have no friends. These are all the lies. There's so many lies that the enemy was trying to speak into my life to be cynical, to be depressed. Now, technically I was depressed. I didn't actually get any um like uh get diagnosed or anything, but I was very, very depressed. And I would often who's like seen what's it called? Um oh uh who's that guy that home alone around Christmas time? That like and so you know, you know how he gets like left behind. I was thinking, you know what, as a kid, because I, I was I was like a teenager, I'm like, well. I can, I can actually be able to survive without my parents. And so I was always planning ways to like run away and thinking, well, I can save up money, get a flight, go to Adelaide. But what, what always would stop me is i go, well, once I get to Adelaide, then what? Like just live on the street? My parents would call the police. I'll get found. They'll send me back here. So I knew running away was never going to be an effective option. But that's while I was in a not <laughs> the best headspace. But in that time when I was, yes, it was painful and I was hurting, I, I, would, be, I would literally cry myself to sleep. And I'd be playing worship music and I'd just be in bed just crying going, I can't fake it. But like I was tearing up, manly crying and going, God, why have you wrecked my life? Like Jesus, why? And I'd just be in bed crying and just going, why, 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 right? And so God, but, and so then, um, but I held on to God and um, that time hurt, but now I see the fruit. I, I can see why, because God said, you know what, Josh, you've seen a healthy church environment, and you're being Port Lincoln to be able to produce that here in Port Lincoln. To see a healthy youth ministry, to see a healthy church that's growing and impacting its community, that's why he put me here. And you know what, would I be a youth pastor in Adelaide? Probably not. But God said, you know what, Josh, I want you to be a youth pastor in this community for one youth to make see them be fruitful people. And so you know what, the, the chopping eight years ago when I moved here, 10 years ago, however many years ago it was, yes, it hurt, but it's, it's, it allowed me to be fruitful. And so if I listened to their lies of the enemy and said, you know what, yep, God, you're done. I would have been chopped to go and I wouldn't be here. But I said, you know what, God, no, I believe you've chopped me to grow. You've chopped me to, you've cut me back so I could be more fruitful. And that's what's happening, right? And so what, um, uh, I would have never chosen the moments to grow. I would, have, I was always happy being content where I was, but um, God's plan Never for me to stay, but to increase and go further. And so, with that though, as well, um, I, I, I will say this: that um, we may never choose the moments in which we want to get cut back to go. But I, I know now that I can move anywhere realistically and do what I need to do because God has enabled me that. And with the lies, of the enemy, like the devil, always say to me, "Josh, you got no friends now." I have so many more friends now that I couldn't believe. I got friends like this because I think. Oh, I've cut off. and am never going to have friends there again. They're still my friends. I've got friends here. I've got friends all over Australia because God actually set me up for better than have I stayed there. Had I stayed there, I wouldn't have all users, my friends. And so God is so much greater than that. And so in closing, don't let your chance for growth cut you off. Let's commit to being cut back, not cut off, right? And let's commit to grow, not go. And you got to understand this, people. You are a grow generation, not a go generation. you got to understand that. So I'm going to pray. And we're going to believe God. So if you just close your eyes, I'm going to pray for us. God, right now, we pray as a youth ministry that we be a place that commits to growing, not going. God, we, we commit to being cut back, not cut off. And God, we we just pray for them. when we have pain, when we have hurt, when these things just like Joseph went through that don't make sense. God, we believe that you're able to, as it says in Romans, you will do the best for us because you've got good plans for us. And God, we want to see you as you are, that you have good for us, Uh, uh, not just good, but you have greater and better for us. And we just believe that we can have that applied to our lives and be the best people that we can. And everyone said, Amen. So remember, the van came for those vines. The chopper's coming for you. What's your choice? Go or grow?